I've entitled this homily as Arthur's Arm, Michael's Heart, Jenny's Wedding. Ten years ago, Jenny's dad was killed when he was robbed at gunpoint by a 16-year-old who shot him in the head at close range. Michael was walking home at the time from a restaurant where he worked as head chef when he was gunned down. As Michael lay dying in the hospital, Jenny and her family accepted the inevitable, and they decided to donate his organs through the Center for Organ Recovery and Education. Michael's heart went to Arthur Thomas, a father of four who was within days of dying of congestive heart failure when he received Michael's heart. The two families stayed in touch over the years but never met one another in person. Then Jenny became engaged to Paul last October. As they began planning their wedding, Jenny wondered who would walk her down the aisle at her fiancé's suggestion. Jenny wrote to Arthur and asked if he would walk her down the aisle at her wedding. It would be so incredible, Jenny said, to have a physical piece of my dad there. Arthur immediately said yes. After first running the proposition by his own 30-year-old daughter, she said, Dad, I think it's a wonderful idea. After his daughter's reaction, who recommended that he start practicing immediately walking down a center aisle, Arthur warned Jenny that his emotions might get the better of him. That's okay, Jenny said. I assure you, I'll be right there with you. The wedding took place this past August in the family's parish church in Pennsylvania. Arthur and Jenny formally met the day before when he suggested that she grip his wrist where his pulse was the strongest. I thought that would be the best way for her to feel close to her dad, that her father's heart was beating for her. At the church, the bride was photographed touching Arthur's chest just before taking her fiancé's The simplest act of kindness and gratitude makes a family celebration complete. Lord knows both families had endured more hurt and tragedy in their lives. But both families also possessed a measure of gratitude that Michael's heart was able to give life to another and that Arthur's broken body was able to accept it. Jenny and Paul's wedding becomes a moment to celebrate such reasons for thankfulness. Gratitude becomes a practice. Gratitude becomes a way to approach life. It's an approach that's grounded in the conviction that God has breathed his life into each of us for no other reason than love. A love that is so deep we cannot begin to fathom it. And that the only fitting response that we can make to such unexplicable and unmerited love is to stand humbly before God in quiet and in humble gratitude. 
Over these days, I have stayed in many ways in silent and in humble gratitude. Not only for all of you here at Our Lady of Victory as we find ourselves in 2022, but I have found myself in humbled gratitude as I've leafed through the journals of our earliest years and through the list of names, those first families who called this place their home. The list of the 17 priests, myself being the 17th, but the 13th of the 17 who are pastors. The first seven were not pastors. They were either the pastor of St. Mary's in Milford or St. Mary's in Wayne. But since Our Lady of Victory was not yet a parish canonically established, it was just a mission off of those two parishes. But it was in 1922 that the Northville and the Plymouth missions were made into two separate parishes. Father Lefevre assigned to Plymouth and Father Joseph Schuler to Northville. And it was on October 7th of 1922 that Father Schuler established the new parish dedicated on the feast of Our Lady of the Rosary to Our Lady of Victory. The land that our present church stands on was purchased and in about 1924 a frame building erected in that spring. The little white church then stood there for the next 33 years. But during the construction of that building, masses continued to be celebrated in local homes, such as in the home of Alfred Heatley on 304 Dunlap Street. And then, of course, of the library building on South Wing, which is where we celebrated the 8.30 morning mass yesterday, for that clapboard white building is now at Mill Race as the centerpiece of the village, as the school and the church. And yesterday, as we filled that small building, it struck me that almost side by side, but rather directly behind one another in the second and the third row, was the youngest of our one of the youngest of our parishioners, and certainly the youngest at mass yesterday, Henry, who was sitting there on his mom's lap, and right behind him was Mary Janetti Ware, who was over a hundred years old. After mass, I said, "So were you at that first mass?" <laughs> I said, "You're in better shape than this building is, Mary." It was in 52 that the first parish school was built. Until that time, the Felician sisters had come to teach catechism on Saturday mornings. It was a four-classroom building, and then the Dominican sisters, sisters of St. Dominic from Adrian, Michigan, came to OLV to begin teaching our children. And the parish really began to grow with the school in 56, Probably one of our best-known pastors, Father Whitstock, assumed the pastorship 
with about 330 families calling Our Lady of Victory home. He initiated the building of the Brick Church, which is the majority of the building we're presently in. The new construction of the church and social hall was constructed at a cost of $226,000. And it was October 25th of 1957 that the white frame church was demolished, making way for the expansion of the church and the facilities that you and I utilize today. The first official event in the brick church here was celebrated on November 30th of 57 to celebrate the sacrament of confirmation. And it wasn't until the following September, on September 30th of 1958, that Cardinal Mooney came to dedicate this building. Within a few years, the school numbers were growing and so four more classrooms were added along with an office at the cost of $85,000. Additions were made to the convent, which stood there on Main and Orchard Drive, adding an addition for more sisters, and they left their temporary quarters at St. John's Provincial Seminary, where they had been living, and took residence in the convent on the property of Our Lady of Victory. It was in 67 that the new rectory was built on the east side of the church, and became the office space as well as the rectory, was utilized for offices until the year 2008. But it was only used as a rectory from 67 until 72, when the house across the street, a white gambrel, was purchased as the rectory and stood from 72 until 2005. It stood where the new gym of the school stands. And the house then on Main Street was purchased as a residence for Father Kerner. In 85, two more classrooms were added to the structure of that school and an adjoining piece tying the church to the school building. And then the renovation of our church. The addition of the last section exactly at the cross section of the um, encasement here of the air conditioning system. Where I stand now is the sacristy. The north part of the building and gathering space were added, as well as the two wings onto the church with the two sacristies. And the Father Ernie Center, then known simply as the social hall, and a daily mass chapel was added. It stayed in that condition until the new school opened in September of 2006. The parish offices then took residence in the old school. Remember, the old school was 14,000 square feet, and the new school was 77,000 square feet. And I can assure you, it was built at a cost much higher than $226,000. It was a little over 13 million, in fact. It was in 2009 that the convent was demolished, and it was in 2009 on the occasion of Father Ernie's Pecari's 50th anniversary, his priesthood anniversary, that we dedicated and gifted the social hall to then be known 
as the Father Ernie Center. Father Ernie celebrated Mass here at this altar in his wheelchair as he gave thanks for 50 years of priestly ministry and then finally went home about four weeks later. It was 2014 that the church was renovated, the gathering space enlarged, the Father Ernie Center renovated, and finally in 2015 that the totally um, the total parking lot was rebuilt. And yesterday, as we gathered at that small building down at Race Mill Village, I mentioned the rosary, I think, is probably the best image that you and I can utilize for this feast of Our Lady of the Rosary. For the only purpose the rosary has is that together it forms and is utilized as a form of prayer. But one bead missing, the chain broken, and the rosary loses its significance and its purpose, you might say. And the rosary, like all of us, are linked together, one bead to another bead. And you and I gather in this place and it doesn't take much to look around the building and to remember some of the people that at one time sat by your side. It doesn't take much to notice the children sitting by your side who have grown over these years. Shockingly, not much imagination to look at your spouse and to recognize how the years have changed, the two of you. But we gather here because, like a rosary, each of us is connected one bead next to the other, all touching each other's lives and all changed for all eternity because it was here that we hoped and here that we prayed and here that we dreamt and here that we cried and here at times that we laughed. And it was here time and time again that the Lord Jesus said, take and eat, this is my body. Take and drink, this is my blood. And we gather here as they gathered a hundred years ago. And I wonder who will be here in a hundred years from now. But I know that whoever is here, there will be more prayers offered and said. Love will be continued to be offered and found. There will still be hope and dreams and there'll be tears and sadness. But through it all, there will be God. And it will be through the intercession of his, his mother Mary that like we have prayed, they too will pray. Asking the Lord Jesus to increase their faith and strengthen them for life's journey. And so it's in humble gratitude that you and I gather here
and we remember and we celebrate and we pray. God is here. God is with us. And like Mary, we pray. We pray that all things will come to good for those who believe. Our Lady of Victory, pray for us. <laughs> 